This episode of the Aqua Minority is brought to you by GoDaddy. Whether you have a new idea or established business, the key to success online starts with a great donor name. Because we love you, Aqua Misfits, we want to give you 30% off your order. So go to trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority and start ruling the internet. Again, that's trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority. Say 30%. Now let's start the show. The rich, the poor, the bigger the picture, the more blood pours. Woo! Lord! Okay. All right. Ready. Welcome to the Aqua Minority Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, aka Russell Westbrook, and with me is the incomparable, the incredible, the magnificent, the greatest alive, Lady Godiva. What's up? <laughs> How you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. Pre- I'm doing pretty. I'm doing pretty well right now. You know, we just we can fuck it. We can get right into it. We just gonna get right into it because you they already know on this podcast we love the art of war and me and Lady Godiva just got done listening to um Kendrick Lamar's The Heart Part Four and that shit is fire oh. emojis. Yes, indeed. <laughs> like it, like the whole thing, like the whole thing just starts off when he goes, "Don't tell a lie on me," and I won't tell the truth about you. You're like, "Oh, this shit about to get good," but Lord yeah. knows it, it got it, it got good. It like all that beat, all that beat change was amazing. Yeah, it really was. Like I, I just listened to it a little while ago, and I was, I'm still in it. Like. That shit was crazy. That shit is good. That that's some good stuff. But I wonder, I wonder if Big Sean's, I wonder if Big Sean gonna say anything. <laughs> oh no! What do you think? Oh man, I, <laughs> I don't know. Big Sean, you guys, you already know. I like, I like rap. I like rap beef. I like rap beef when it's on wax because. I don't think Big Sean out here trying to fight nobody, but yeah, I want him to say something back because I don't think he can compete with. Ke- I don't think he can p- compete with Kendrick, but he got to say something. Yeah, not lyrically, right? He's not. He's not. No, because he done told him his fans can't wait to sun your punk ass, crush your whole little shit. A big pun, your punk ass, you scared little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we was just we was just talking. We'll get to we'll get to that in a moment. We'll, we'll, wasn't we just talking about that? Yeah. That's the that's the easiest way to hurt a that's the easiest way to hurt a dude. Call him a bitch. Cause yeah. I don't call women yeah. bitches. I don't call women bitches, but I will call a dude a bitch real quick. <laughs> like shut up, bitch. Like that hurt your soul. Like that shit just hurt your soul. Just hurt your soul. Said tip tip toeing around my name, nigga, you lame. And when I get at you, homie, don't just say you were just playing. But right. Kendrick Kendrick ain't playing with you. Cause at first I thought at first I thought he was talking about Drake. <laughs> really? But, but we know but, but we know Drake cause Drake is the sensitive one. So we already know Drake is not gonna say anything back because he's still scared of we still waiting on a Joe Button response. Oh, oh oh I take that back. He actually did respond to Joe Button. On, on more life. Really? But it wasn't well, like I, I haven't heard more life 
I think last podcast I said the more life was good, but the more I listen to it, the more I don't like it. Me personally, I think oh. me, me and because me and Drake talked about it. It's like it's not. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to be nice when I say this. I'm trying to be nice when I say this, but it's just not my cup. I'm just saying not my cup of tea because I'm not really into island music. But it's like I'm not into island music, and I'm not into island music from a person that is not from the islands. You're from Canada. So it's like what the so it's like what the hell are you even talking about? Like I like the rap songs on it, and I like fake love. Fake love is really good, but the um the fake Caribbean shits. That's why I thought Kendrick was talking about him when he because he was talking about some, um I'm chilling I'm really I'm, I'm really chilling in Jamaica or whatever. So I thought he was talking about um Drake right there, but like, dude, you're not from the island, so why are you trying to make this this Caribbean ass sound? You're from Canada. That's my problem with it. it's not authentic enough for me for me to like it. Right. You know, um, I think it's he's starting to he's gotten so he's put out so many songs. I think he's at the point where he could say any words now, and it's just like here's a record. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's just me. <laughs> but I like free smoke. I like free smoke. Free smoke. Free smoke. Hey. Free smoke, free smoke. Hey, I like that song. I like that song. I think I like Portland. I like um. The, I forgot the name of the actual interlude. See, man, I want Drake to just make R and B. If you, I want this. Is what I want. This is what I want. I want you to make. Oh shit, the game done changed. Arby's right now. Arby's they have. This is not a commercial, by the way. I just seen a commercial on TV. Arby's, Arby, Arby, Arby. Arby's is bringing back the two for six gyro raps. It's lit. It's always over. It's over. They're bringing back the two for six gyros. I don't know if y'all ever had a gyro from Arby's, but man, they are simply amazing. <laughs> I gotta call my mom. I gotta call my. I should call my mom live on air and let her know. Right. But then she'll try to talk me to death, and then you have to listen to her talk me to death. Because if I hang up, Lord forbid. <laughs> But yeah, Guy Rose back. Anyway, I want Drake to make R&B music and rap. I don't want you to start experimenting with the islands because you're not from the islands. like crying laughing at the five foot giant line as if she's not short herself <laughs> I know I keep losing an inch every year <laughs> he made that line just for you I know right because you remember in my poem silence took me silence took me I, I, I pretty much said the same thing but not 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 quite <laughs> and I was like Welcome to the new me. See, there you go. You're a five foot giant. <laughs> I say, like I'm, like I'm way taller than you. <laughs> it's okay. Put us both together. The team works taller, works than a lot of people. <laughs> Yo, he gave a he gave a shout out to Glasses Malone, and that shit made me remember that Glasses Malone still owes me an interview from 2009. Oh wow. <laughs> 
remind the person. I don't want to. I don't want to do no interview with him. Fuck that. No disrespect to him. But I'm not. Nah, man. It was funny because we played phone. We played phone tag all day. But listen, if he does the way Kid Cudi did that one time, you remember the guy? What's his name? The nerdy guy that was interviewing like Narvart. Narvart. If he was that rude, if that guy that you you were trying to interview, whatever. If he's that rude, then no. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. Now, I, I don't think it's a case of Glass and Malone being rude. I just think, like, because it's... He he said they called him at a certain time. I called him at that certain time. But but he he probably was sleep. Because, you know, he's a rapper. So, he probably sleep all day. He probably had a wild-ass night and forgot. Anyway, ain't no hard feelings. I just don't... I don't have no interview for him. No, I know. I'm just messing around. <laughs> Those are my early stages of interviewing people. So I was like, I, was, I wasn't nervous, but I was like, shit, this motherfucker ain't answering the phone. I don't know what to do. Should I keep on calling? Should I not call? It was crazy. It was crazy. But anyway, this is this a good, this is a good ass, this is a good ass song. He called Donald Trump a Trump, a chump. Donald Trump is a chump. Know how we feel, punk. Tell him God coming and Russia needs a replay button. Y'all up to something. Electoral votes are like memorial votes, but America's truth ain't ignoring the ain't ignoring the votes. It's blasphemy. How many gonna blaspheme? <laughs> I prophesized on my last song. You laughed at me. Did he was like getting he was getting in his shit? Like Kendrick Lamar, when, you know how the rappers be like they getting in their bag. Kendrick Lamar was getting in his bag, as the kids like to say. <laughs> oh my goodness! Woo. I was gonna ask you, um, who was your favorite person to interview? My favorite person to interview, um, uh, da, da, da. it's not Beyonce. It's not. It's not even Kanye. West. It's not even Kanye West either. Um, my favorite person to interview was actually, um, Ray Lavender. You probably don't remember Ray Lavender. Shout out to Ray Lavender. It was um, he made a song. My girl got a girlfriend. I just found out, but it's alright. Long as I can see with a tool. My girl got a girlfriend, but really it's not a problem. Cause I'ma make it do what it do. <laughs> you don't like that song, but anyway, it's a yeah, cause not not cause of the song or nothing. Cause he made the other song. Won't you stay with me? You know, with Tank or whatever. But it's just how open, like. He was like he I like I like to, I like to interview people where if I ask you a question you can run with it. Like Kanye West was great at that. That's why I interviewed Kanye West so many times because I can ask Kanye West what's your favorite color, and what's your favorite color it turns to a five minute discussion about the color. As opposed to a lot of people, you be like, what's your favorite color? Purple. Oh, okay. Next question. You know, next next question type shit. But Ray Lavender had to be my favorite. Ray Lavender and um. Oh fuck, fuck, fuck! Ray Lavender and Lion from Soul Monkey. Now, like I don't know what Soul Monkey. Soul Monkey was a um a clothing line based in Atlanta, or whatever. We did a like I when I say we did like a four hour interview, we did a four hour interview, and he was like, "Yo, ask me some more." Like he, I don't know now he was high or what, but he was like, "Yo, ask me some more questions. Ask me some more questions." So we just kept on going with the questions. <laughs> That's so cool! Oh my goodness. You know, that's the best because, you know, your energy is connecting, like everything, you know, it's flowing. I love that. I can't stand people who are so, like, it's awkward and they're quiet and they're just like, you can tell they're thinking. They're just not thinking out loud. And 
You know what I mean? Yeah. What's yeah. the point of having you same room if you're not gonna say anything? Exactly. That's one of my reasons why I don't have that's one of my reasons why I don't have guests on the show. And that's another reason why I step away from interviewing people back in 2012, 2013, 2012, whatever, because I can't no longer I'm not a I'm not going to fish for answers. Cause it's like everybody has this like Cause especially in 2012, that that period where everybody, you know, like Twitter was new, with no Instagram, whatever. So everybody was very on the eggshells about what they wanted to say. But it's like this doesn't make for a good interview. Like I don't, like I didn't, like I, I was like, cool, yeah, we got. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. We got such and such in this issue, but it's like such and such didn't say nothing but two words for each question. You're asking them profound questions when they're just giving you. Well, my publicist told me not to say. Oh, my favorite is when the publicist is in the, is the, in the interview too, and she's tapping you on the shoulder like no, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it's it's so so it's like you have to so it's like you have to do so much for the you have to do so much during the interview. That it's like it's not. I'm like it's honestly not worth it because you make great music or you make great clothes or whatever, but you're not intriguing in any possible way. Like a lot of people, like I feel bad for a lot of people because a lot of people are like, oh, I bet it's amazing to meet these celebrities. Like, not really. Like, some of them are lame as fuck. Because yeah. they, it's, and it's really weird because you can articulate your words so beautifully in a song, but if you have a conversation with you, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, do you, do you actually write your songs? Because this is, you can't hold a conversation and say your life. I know, right? Well, I have to say, with me, sometimes, you know, my poems, so, you know, we got it on point, whatever. But when I start, like, talking, I just go all over the place sometimes. It's okay. I mean... Not, I think it's because of it's nervousness. I don't know. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, but at, but at least you're saying words because a lot of people is like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, okay, how you doing? Like it's like they can't even hold a whole conversation with you, and it's it's. I rather you I rather you ramble than you not be able to put put together words. Cause it's like, oh, you're lame. Oh my god, I'm not to get off subject, but it's so funny. You t- have you ever um, people watch <laughs> like. You'll see people, you drive by, you see people on the street, and you, like, look at their facial expressions. you like, oh, this guy, uh, oh, this person looks like they're ready for vacation, or, have you ever done that? <laughs> Yo, I people watch every day. Like, I just be... I people that's why like when people see me, I'm always looking happy, because shit, you about the people, you about to psychoanalyze me. Cause I be looking at people like, God damn, this person like they just having a shitty life, not even a shitty day, like a shitty life. Dudes be with their girlfriends, and their girlfriend just be talking, and they be looking like, man, fucking murder me, dog, like right now. Let me tell you that happened today, right on a on a ride back from um, DC out of DC or whatever, and this one guy looked like he was fed up. Of his children, and he was walking ahead of them, like, <laughs> and then another person, I felt so bad. I was like, he looks like he's out of breath. Like, he just had the hardest day ever. Oh my goodness, everybody in the car was cracking up. Motherfuckers just be look. Motherfuckers don't even be knowing they look rough. They just be looking rough. Clothes be all, clothes be all hanging off them. They just like they had a rough day at work. They they just, they just waiting to buck on the motherfucker. You you be looking like you be looking like you just want to hug random people. Like man, yo, listen, I don't know you, 
but everything gonna be okay. Right, exactly. But let me tell you, I don't have any room to talk because, like I said before, I like to blend in with the homeless people so nobody try to rob me. Oh my gosh, shut up. Yo, but speaking of looking like homeless, one day, one day, Lady Godiva sends me this, was talking about, um, it was raining or whatever, and she was like, oh, I didn't bring my raincoat. Why this, why this fool sends me a picture of her, and she got on the rain, like, she got on her coat, jacket, hat, hoodie, just a hoodie. She only got the coat. I don't even know where she got the hoodie from. She had the hoodie part, like, on her head. And like the rest was just, she was just, she looked so goddamn homeless. I was like, what the fuck? I cannot believe you still remember that. Okay, so I hate umbrellas, especially if you ever heard of slugging, like you, it's organized hitchhiking. And you're standing there, could be anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour and a half, two hours. And it could be raining outside, pouring, you know? The umbrella serves its purpose. And then, you finally get a ride and you open that door you try to shut the umbrella and it's not going and by the time you get it closed you've drenched it, it defeats the whole purpose of having an umbrella <laughs> so yeah so one day i had the bright idea <laughs> to not it was hot it was actually hot outside i think it was i don't know but um like you said i had the rain hoodie part just the hoodie part. I unzipped it and I put it in my head. I know people. I'm somewhere on the internet. They probably still laughing at me, but <laughs> oh, I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> Wait, you said somewhere. Man. I got it. When Kadir, when Lady Godot, I don't put you good. Well, people. Okay, if you listen to this podcast, then y'all should actually know our real names. All right. Especially saying that they are. You have to use our real names to email us. But anyway. Start saving some of these crazy ass pictures you can see me because I don't know how the hell I didn't say I probably got this somewhere somewhere in the depths of my phones I had that picture because the world need to because you're beautiful every day you you beautiful whatever you do but you look like a beautiful homeless you look like a beautiful homeless woman that day because all her because all her pictures whenever whenever she sent me a picture she's talking she looking crazy this is my thought process Oh, she looks so looks she looks so beautiful, right? I go, oh damn, she look good. Like I have to catch myself. Then then when you really look at the picture, be like, what the fuck is on your head? I tell you, I I wouldn't even care if you put it on the internet. That's just me. I don't care. Like I swear, I don't like clothes either. If I didn't have to wear clothes, I wouldn't be wearing clothes. But this is life. Don't be telling me that. We got to do this podcast. Chill out, bro. No, I'm just saying, in general, like, who came up with the idea of wearing clothes? The fuck? Like, why? Well, honestly, everybody, okay, everybody don't have an amazing body like yours. So some of y'all, some of y'all need to wear clothes. Don't don't let her don't let her gas y'all up to be out here naked. Cause some of y'all need to be fully clothed at all times, at all times. No, take a take a shot, take a shower with your clothes on. Some of y'all. Oh my god! I, I was watching my six hundred pound life, bruh, bruh, bruh. Bruh. 
one I remember one night I remember one night me and my friend Nick was playing Xbox and we said that shit so much we gave ourselves a headache because every time we shot the ball it was going in so it was like bruh bruh we gave ourselves headaches it was fucking amazing but anyway anyway I was watching my 600 pound life and like this woman was on it and like she just couldn't stop eating and I'm like you gotta no baby girl no and then her friend her friend was like yeah I go to Taco Bell and I get her her orders so like they follow her to Taco Bell I swear she put out a whole notebook and she was like can I get 10 tacos 3 chalupas I want 7 cortitas not gortita. She actually was a gortita because a gortita is a fat girl. I want seven tortitas. Like, I'm like, oh my God. And mind you, okay, you done got like 40, you done got like 40 pieces of food, right? You done got 40, you done got 40 variations of tacos. Why when she got home, she forgot like three chalupas or some shit. And like, she got so heated. Like, she called the she called Taco Bell like I just I just I just got an order from you guys and you guys forgot my three chalupas. Oh, like you, you are you? That that's hard. That's just hard. I, I don't know. Did you sit there and watch her eat it all? Like I don't know. Yeah, she ate it all. She she really ate it all. Okay, so look, I'm a big girl myself, but <laughs> and I have full time. My knees hurt and everything, but. And I'm working on that, you know, for, to better my health. Not because I don't like being a big girl, but I just got to better my health. She's not big. Don't listen. Don't let her gas y'all with this bullshit. No, no, no. But listen, I just want to know how people get that far to the point where, like, like, okay. How do they wipe their butts? No, fuck that. Listen, listen, listen. This is this is the disclaimer. If you are six hundred pounds, you no longer get sympathy from me. I'm sorry. You're six hundred pounds. It's different if you like two twenty, two fifty, because then you know that's fucked up. But if you six hundred pounds, you have allowed yourself to be you. You weigh weight. You weigh more than four people combined. Man, that's hard, though. I, like, you know, we can't judge people because we don't know what they go through. But there are some people that actually purposely gain that weight. But I just want to know, what is it about the weight that makes you happy? I don't understand. Oh, like, I can. I'd be like, Where's, you know, I can't breathe because my neck is gone sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, struggling for air. Like, I don't understand. I want to comprehend it. Like, you know how you want to understand a new language or overstand a new language? I want to overstand that part. Like, what is it that that makes it okay? I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, well... Well, for I know for a lot of people it's a um it's a coping mechanism because the bigger you are the more, well to them the bigger you are the more unattractive you are to people so you no longer have to try because when you when you're smaller you are you don't understand you don't understand rejection to a certain point it's like well shit I'm skinny so you manifest this whole notion that the bigger you are the more you get rejected so fuck it why try so it's a it's a nice coping mechanism to deal with the fact that they hate rejection a lot of people a lot of like you see that common amongst a whole bunch of men is like they like to eat or whatever so that'd be like an excuse of why they don't ask this girl out or why they don't talk to women it's like well shit who wants a fat ass right that's their words not mine that's so who wants a fat ass so 
it's a it's a coping it's a coping mechanism as to deal with the world. So I don't I don't I'm, I'm not a woman, so I don't know about the women. I guess the women is oh you know I don't have to deal with men or something. I don't know. See to me, I, ain't that much eating. I, but the, ain't that much eating in the world. I eat all day and I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get how how much eating do you have to do and not move for you to be able to be six hundred pounds. People in the NFL at most I think the person that weighs the most in the NFL is like. 350 or some shit. That's a lot of fucking eating. But that's uh, muscle though, right? Yeah. See, theirs is muscle and fat combined, but they do that on purpose. Right. And you know, okay, I know as a woman, like, of course, there's a a lot of times where we lose ourselves. And when I say lose ourselves, I mean like, the person that we used to be as far as physical, the physical form. Like, yeah, I would love to be my 17-year-old self again, but I know right now that I need to love me for who I am now. But I know at one point that wasn't the case for me. Like, I, I, it got so bad to where I didn't even look in the mirror anymore. Like, mm. yeah, to brush my teeth and do my hair, but that was about it. Like, I literally, literally did not look in the mirror anymore. And... That I think that's when I didn't realize that I gained a lot more weight than I thought. You know, like when oh, okay, you know the clothes are getting snug, and then like oh, I'm going a size up. Like so I just oh, it's nothing. You know, it's just size up. But that stuff adds up, and and then I just don't want it to be. I don't like. I didn't like the feeling. I don't know if it's for everybody, but. You know, once like healthness take place, and you know, and it's not even about eating either. Sometimes stress does it. Stress, you know, um, just depression. You know, people like stop exercising. They start like just, um, you know, going fetal position, stay in their room or something, or stop being active. You know. Normally, when a person is happy or, or not depressed, they go outside and they enjoy life and they go to the park and they go, you know, um, enjoy other people's company. But when, when you're down and you don't feel so good about yourself, you kind of like isolate yourself in your closet or in your home and you just don't go anywhere. And you know what I mean? Like all of that weight just is sitting down. And I, I feel for people, but I just... 600 that's that's a lot if they're doing it on purpose that something is not right like and i'm not being i'm not trying to be funny they want to excuse not i'm not trying to be funny they want to excuse not to be loved it's like actually i'm not gonna go there because it's just just, they want to excuse not to be loved because a lot of people um there's always a lot of questions about why people go back to painful situations it's like, well, they want to excuse where they feel like they're not deserving of the love that they get. So when you're 600 pounds, you feel like nobody loves you. Nobody talked to you. So then you isolate. You want to self. You say it's self-isolation. Like it's self-inflicted isolation. Like you want to you be a nuisance to this world so bad that you would let yourself be that big. Because like I said, I'm a person that loves food. But I, I just can't. I, if, I, if, I sit down, if I sit down and just eat all day. That'd be disturbing to me. Like, I, it's not even from a gaining weight point of view. It's like, how much food can one person put in their mouth? That's a lot of fucking food. Yeah, and and a lot of people, you know, don't they don't get the other side, you know, of it. Like, let's just say, you know, I'm 
whatever, I'm, I'm, let's just say I gain weight. And the person, that, a loved one is like, oh, you know, you look so much prettier if you lost weight or you need to lose weight. It's easy. Just shut your mouth. Like, don't put food in your mouth. And I just want to say from personal experience, not do that. Don't don't make fun of people like that. That's not cool. Like, that, that actually makes them want to eat more because just like smoking and drinking is an addiction, eating becomes an addiction. And it's not even so much as enjoying the food. It's more like swallowing your pain. And it's like... You know what I mean? It, it, it's an addiction. Some food is an addiction, and it—it it surely is, is boy. It's yeah. a good. It's a great addiction. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Food, whoo, bro. <laughs> I, I love y'all. Made some steak tonight. It was like I put like some jerk seasoning on it. I grilled the tomato. I grilled not grilled the tomato. Yeah, I grilled the tomato, bro. Oh my, it's nothing better than a grilled tomato. Uh, no, you you can cook. That is awesome. I love that. And I, you know, I try. I love new recipes. I love to try new recipes and then get Janelle and Jacob to help me. Because they, they like to cook. When they see me, you know, like, hey, let's go try a new recipe. We go buy the ingredients and, and cook it. It's nothing better than to enjoy your own, you know, the meal that you prepared <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'd be free well i'll be in the kitchen freestyle boy i'll be freestyling i don't it don't, it don't matter what's in the kitchen i'm cooking something like i'm making something like something is getting made because that 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 grilling of the tomato it's like i'm joking grill i'm joking grill a tomato why not why the fuck not like i just i just freestyle with everything i do like i made my own jerk chicken you know all this sort of stuff but yo okay okay but back to the back to what we was talking about he talking okay i'm i'm i actually think that he is talking about drake and big sean on this record because he said you remember the part where he goes um so many verses i'm so many verses you live in now fuck how many verses i never run out what then she'd be like you making him nervous the music is loud <laughs> and then he go, ho Jay Z Hall of Fame, sit your punk ass down. He talking, he talking about Drake. Cause remember Drake said, um, I used to be, I used to want to be on Rockefeller. Then I turned into Jay. Now I got a house in L.A. I mean, I mean, Jay's pool is nice. Mine just bigger. Then he said I got a pool bigger than. I mean, <laughs> Drake said he got a pool bigger than Kanye West's, right? So they asked Kanye West about the line. And he goes, I got three pools. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like Big Boy from Big Boy's Neighborhood Shopping Him. He was like, yo, okay. He was like, that's that's it. That's my response. I got three pools. Because <laughs> I was asking him with Drake pool really bigger than his. But anyway, yeah, he talking Yeah, he talking to him. So, so because then, then he goes, oh, yes, he's definitely talking about him. Because he said, hold Jay-Z, Hall of Fame, sit your punk ass down. So that means you, so that means you ain't bigger than rapping. So that means I'm playing the back scene. My spot's solidified if you ask me. My name is, li my name is identified as the king. I ain't worried about your list. I'm on some other shit. The difference between accomplishments and astonishments. You know what time it is. Any up. This is forever. Y'all got to April 7th to get your shit together. Man, this is a, this is a, ladies and gentlemen, when I was talking about Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj and rap, this is, this is rap, my nigga. Like, I'm sorry. Like, these young people do not like this. These young people want this kumbaya, my lord type shit. But 
I'm from the old school. If you say you the best, you gotta show me you the best. And if you don't show me you the best, you gotta shut the fuck up. Cause like I call lady, I call lady. Okay, we about to get. I'm, I'm not trying to get no shit started, but I call lady Godiva for one of the greatest motherfucking poets to ever walk this earth. Because I swear to God, she would destroy any of y'all. Try it. I was because I was watching this. Um, I was watching this poetry slam, the finals, like this poetry slam in Atlanta. Oh my God, that was good. That was good. They was good. I'm not gonna lie, like they was bad. Like they wasn't shitty. But I was like, man, this shit so goddamn this shit ain't fucking with Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva will ooh, 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 ooh. Let you go in there and do cold friend. Let you do let you do silence took me. Let you do take me high. Let you do any let you do anything. Let you do the beginning of any poem. Let you just shit on them one time. When you said um you must spoke or become, you know, you must spoke a bit, must speak or become unspoken or whatever. Let you just, nigga, just, uh, they do not want it with, the, they do not want it with you. I like competitiveness because competitiveness brings out the best in everybody. So Kendrick Lamar done told you, yeah, Kendrick Lamar told my, um, by the way, I'm on, um, genius.com, everybody, you know, check, actually shit, while y'all on genius.com, y'all reading these lyrics, you can also go read Lady Godiva's Silence Took Me. On the rapgenius.com, I mean genius.com, and my um my Tethelos, three a.m. in the morning, three a.m. is also on there too. Shout out to them for putting it on there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said my next album, the whole industry on the ice pack. Dude, this is a this is some good shit. This is this is a, but yeah, like I was saying, I think a diver is a great poet. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I like I like competitiveness because so now Drake Drake. Has to do. I don't think Dre's gonna do anything again. Cause oh, back to the joke. I'm all over the place. Because I started. Cause we started. Cause we started talking about more life. And I was going to say what he said to Drake. I mean, what Drake said to Joe on there. What Drake said to Joe showed me that he's not gonna respond to Kendrick. Because what he said to Joe was, I just felt like you know. I just felt like you should have said it to me first. You should have told me you hated it first. If we, you know, since we got like a friendship or whatever. He didn't like the way it went about it. So, you know, and he's sensitive anyway. So it's like, he felt like he should have said it to him first before telling the public or some shit. Which is understandable. But at the same time, it's no, if, you don't like your, if you don't like your album, there's no need to get in your feelings that much about it. Yo, yeah, that's like that's like when he was like Jay Z called me like, bruh, just pick up. Why don't you call Jay Z? This <sighs> don't send your people. Don't send your killers. I know you got killers. Don't send your killers to kill me, man. Don't send your killers to kill me. Oh man. Don't send your killers to kill me. Yo, Jay, Kanye West's Calabasas collection for Adidas just dropped or whatever today. Man, that shit sold out so I first okay, first of all, I'm not from Calabasas. So I don't give a fuck. But it's some night like, the I like okay, Adidas, if y'all listening, I would love for y'all to re-release the Calabasas um Adidas Adidas pants and just take out the Calabasas part and leave that open space in the pants. That'd be dope. Because they look dope, but they got that Calabasas on the side. But I'm not from Calabasas. But I like the stripe, how the stripe is like rigged. Oh, that shit is beautiful. Them, them shits are beautiful. With the patch. Man. Kanye West, that's the shit we wanted you to make. Fuck all that Walking Dead shit you be having. Be looking like looking like Lady Godiva. 
I'm just playing. I love you. I love you. But oh man. But yeah. But that's what yeah. Adidas and Kanye West. They um they dropped the athletic some athletic gear today. It looks pretty dope. Really? Yeah, it look it look like see that see that's the problem. It's like now when you say something looks dope that Kanye West created, it's like, wait, right. are you trying to be funny? But I'm like, no, it's it's some nice looking sweatpants, man. They some dope looking sweatpants. <laughs> I like them. They make some hats too, but I'm not again I'm not from Calabasas, so I don't care. Right. Make something say Atlanta, then we in then we I would honestly I wouldn't that's honestly that's corny to me. I wouldn't wear no damn Atlanta ones either. I love Atlanta. I love Georgia, but I'm not wearing those sweatpants that say Atlanta on the side. Man. <laughs> oh, and when oh while we on the subject, I got I got on my Adidas I got on my Adidas um sweatpants right now. The the older my these are the Adidas track pants, man. These motherfuckers are so beautiful. They they hug your body so wet, man. Listen, Nike, Adidas. It's playing no games with y'all. Remember, remember on the podcast before I said that um, Adidas got to go aggressively in Nike. Right. You switch sides on me. Now you got a lot to meet Westbrook. Go celebrate with your team and let victory vouch you. Just know the next game we play, I'm gonna slap the shit out you. That's what Adidas basically did to Nike. They told Nike, "Go celebrate with your team. Just know we coming." Because, man, Nike on the rope, bruh. Adidas done came out with an um, fitness app. Because now Adidas is going to do fitness better than Nike. Because the, um, all the pure boosts, the ultra boosts, all these boosts that, um, all these boosts that um, Adidas is making are some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. These so they're doing fitness better than Nike does fitness. Cause these shoes, man, man, I had some, I had some, uh, um, my some, um, ultra boots on today. I forgot, I forgot, I even had shoes on. I like sat, I like sat, I like sat on my bed. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was on my bed for a good thirty minutes before I realized I didn't have shoes still on. That's how, that's how ultra comfortable they are. Like, oh my god, like shout out to Adidas. I need my check. <laughs> I know, right? I'd have been saying for four years how y'all can be superior, and y'all done took my y'all done. Anyway, 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 my e I got my I got my EYES open. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Yo, people, <laughs> but <laughs> you, it's like that pull my roll uh, eye for an eye. <laughs> Yeah, y'all don't want to fuck with Lady Godiva. But yo, tell them, tell them you're good. In Speaking of poetry, tell them what you're going to be potentially doing soon. Oh, I almost forgot, but oh, this is so cool. Okay, so I have a friend who is currently in Honduras, and he messaged me today, and he was like, hey, what do you think about teaching a class? And I was like, Really? I would. I mean, I wouldn't mind why. And he was like, well, I have a class that, you know, I'm currently teaching or whatever. And it would be really cool if you told the, taught them a little bit about poetry. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so tomorrow I get to sit in and listen to how he teaches the class. And then he's going to introduce me. I'm going to talk a little bit. And then next week um i will be teaching the class for a whole hour 
I can only act. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's so cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. You already know what you're going to be talking about? Yes. Um, I actually remember the poem I did for the youth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to break it down to them. Because he said they understand English and they speak English, but I have to be a little, like, you know, slow paced, not, not fast. <laughs> so, I'm excited. A new opportunity is so nice. <laughs> Bruh, no, you, what you need to do is get up there and tell them, this is what you need to do. If I was teaching a class, I'd be like, <sighs> I let three people read their little poems. Yeah, that's, I'm like, okay, that's cute. Ooh, that's good. That's like all that shit sucks, okay? Like, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Y'all all suck. Oh my goodness. You suck. You're horrible. You're trash bag. You're garbage. You're hot garbage. Nigga be like, what the fuck, man? It be like, but that's okay. We can fix this because you don't know how to tap into your greatness because right now you're on your surface level of your poetry. I want you to dig deep because, see, you thought I was being negative just to be negative. Right. I was gonna see see that's the problem with most poetry is that it's so surface level. It's like I walked outside and the, the sky was as blue as you know, the sky was as blue as the shirt that my husband was wearing. Like some bullshit like that. Like, man, that's just whack. Like nigga, tell me how you really feel. Right. I wanna hear yeah. your I wanna hear your fears, I wanna hear your pain, I wanna hear your passion. I wanna hear about the, the blue sky and how it matched your husband's shirt. Man, you gotta dig deep. Dig deep, man. I, I'm gonna tell you, writing poems really helped me throw a lot of things, and you know that because, boy, do I bet. <laughs> She'd be to myself. Oh, I gotta go. I'm about to write a poem. I go listen to some sad news. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I listen to. I don't know why. I listen to either depressing songs or like. Um, you know, rap from back in the day, not not now. And, um, DMX, yeah. DMX, you looking like you need a vest? I look like you need a vest. One, one time. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can I tell you? I don't have no friends. Come on, what's my name? Let's get it on, baby. Shout out to DMX. Here we go again. Urgh. Yo, you should really go in there just be like, yo, what's up? My name's Lady Godiva, and I'm about to teach you how to be a motherfucking great MC. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's only through Skype. I can't go to Honduras overnight now. <laughs> I, I know. Have that kind of money. Whatever. <laughs> we can get you to Honduras. Go up to Honduras like, what's my motherfucking name? Lady Godiva. One, two, three, and to the four. Lady Godiva is at the door. Ready to make an entrance so back on up. Cause you know she about to rip shit up. Give her the microphone first and she gonna bust like a bubble. Yo, remember Snoop Dogg can actually rap? Yep. <laughs> that nigga can't rap. But Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg haven't been able to rap since like 2004. And nobody like, <laughs> nobody has said anything about this. Like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Snoop Dogg don't be rhyming no more. Then he then he made reference to it one time. He was like, my son has said I didn't know how to rap no more. So I went in the studio showed him that I could. It's like, why would you show him you could on every song then? Right. But you know he's not Snoop Dogg anymore. He's Snoop Lion. I'm still calling him Snoop Dogg. Snoop Lion. Nigga, what? Snoop Lion? That don't even make sense. <laughs> Snoop Lion. What? What? Snoop, don't be like Drake. See, Snoop I had, see, Snoop was the first Drake. Remember? See? Snoop trying to be like Snoop was the first Drake trying to incorporate trying to incorporate somebody else's culture into his own but sounding straight stupid with it. Snoop Lion, my nigga? Bob Molly would shake his head at this. He's not a spirit animal. Your spirit animal was a was a lion, a Rastafarian, a Rastafarian lion. They called me Snoop Lion, man. I got, I said I won. I said it's Dre Day, nigga. AK, nigga. Oh my God. Keep it home a lot, yo. When you actually listen to Dre Day, it's so uncomfortable. He talking about putting his nuts on another man's tonsils. Why you on stage? Why why you gotta be on stage whacking his so you gonna so you gonna so you gonna make the man give you fellatio while he on stage at his whack ass concerts. First of all, why the how the what <coughs> I never understood that when they when men did not gay till another man suck his dick. I don't know either. Excuse me. Like suck my motherfucking dick. Like whoa, like whoa, bro what? Your gay ass can suck my dick. Like, you sound like you the gay one. You talk about sucking your dick, bruh. Right. It's like, oh, 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 sit back. <laughs> well, it is a good ass song, though. He said, um, this nigga said, I'm going to put my dick inside your gap. So he said, I'm put your dick in your mouth. You got a gap, too, so my dick got to fit. <laughs> anyway, while, while I'm in a dissing mood, First off, oh, you know what you should do? You should take, you should take Tupac. You should, you should read up some Tupac poetry. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. You know what song you should listen, right? Which one? First off, fuck you, bitch, and the click you claim. West side, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fought your wife. We bust on bad boys, nigga, fuck for life. Plus, Puffy try to see me weak hearts. I real Biggie Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mock ass bitches. I'm ready to. Little sis, God told me why I lead the country young ass. Yo, Tupac was a ruthless motherfucker. He told Bob Deep, how you gonna beef with me? Don't one of you niggas got sickle cell or something? Fuck around and catch a seizure. That shit gonna forever be funny. I don't care. He said you gonna fuck around and catch a seizure. <laughs> he said he gonna beat you up. He said you gonna fuck around and catch a seizure. You <laughs> go fuck around and catch a seizure. He ain't gonna beat you into a seizure. He said, "Don't want you got sickle cell or something. Fuck around and catch a seizure." Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Tupac was a fucking legend. These kids would never know. Then he was writing women letters. I'm gonna have to. I'm. Oh, your mama listened to this podcast. So never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I ain't gonna write you nothing like Tupac wrote that one woman while he was in prison. I'm not gonna... <laughs> Everybody on the podcast is gonna get this reference except for your mom. There we go. There we go. That's good enough for me. But, um, yeah. Speaking of... But, yo, like I was saying, McDonald's, I come to you today to ask you of a favor. 
What's that favor? I need I need I need McDonald's to clear out the whole Mirror Lake in Villarica, Georgia. They need to clear the whole night staff ASAP. Like right now. Like they shouldn't even finish listening to this, listening to me plead to them. They should just go ahead and fire all of them right now because they are some of the worst people I have ever met in my life. None of them do their damn job on a consistent basis. What? It's making me it's making me low key mad because I started off playful, but now I'm getting mad no more. I think about it because they're ignorant. Like it's one thing it's one thing to not want to go to your job, and God knows. I, I can sympathize with you, I guess, because shit, life's hard, whatever. Some days you just don't feel it. But if I but if I go there on separate occasions, on different months, because I don't go to, I try not to go to the one on Mirror Lake in Villarica, Georgia. I try not to go to the, the one on Mirror Lake in Villarica, Georgia. But Lord knows I had to stop there one time to get like Kylie a um, Happy Meal. Uh-huh. And it was on the way home. So I said, you know, you say, I, I, I said, you know what? I'm gonna go there. Cause mind you, the last time I went was the time I was waiting on my food for like 20 minutes. And then I go in there and the whole the whole night shift is just standing around, not doing nothing. Even the manager, while my food just sat in a bag. Cause they didn't bring it out to me. Cause they said, yo, can you pull up for you bring it out to you or whatever? So I'm just sitting there, I'm being patient. You know, cause it's like I, I understand your job is hard. Or whatever. I'm, I'm not one of those people that patronize you for working in retail. I mean, for not working in retail, for being in fast food. So I understand that it's, it's hard to a certain point. But then when I walk in there, you just standing around and y'all just y'all just shitting and giggling. And the manager, you like 45, dude. You need to have more responsibility for yourself. So it's like I try not, you know. Oh my God, they're making me mad. The more I think about it, because it just, because then he tried to go. Oh my bad, bruh, bruh. What ain't your bruh? Like again. Exactly. It's like, it's dude. First of all, you look like Drake when Drake in that Saturday Night Live sketch when he put on that um when he had that box haircut and he had the mustache. He was like somebody that like a soccer dad. So you kind of so you kind of was patronizing me, calling me bro, because you you trying to say this my lingo, but that's not how I talk to people. Secondly, you didn't offer you didn't offer this shit for free. You didn't offer to give my money back. You didn't offer to remake. I had to. I had to basically throw. I didn't. Well, I didn't I'm not gonna say I didn't throw. I didn't throw nothing. I had to basically tell you, no, I'm not taking this from you. You will be remaking it right now, and I will watch you as you remake it because it's going to get remade. Either that, or you're going to give me my money back. Like I shouldn't have to do all. I should have to. I shouldn't have to do all this for a damn cheap. For a damn big man. I shouldn't. I should have to do all this. That's unnecessary. Like I felt, like I felt uncomfortable that I had to, to basically do all this over some fucking fast food because you can't do your job and you're not man enough or responsible enough to know you fucked up. Because you really thought you was gonna give me some cold ass food and I was gonna be like, okay, dog, catch you tomorrow or you know, it's all good. I was like, no, what the fuck? I did. I pay you for some cold. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. So that was that was the other time. So I said, you know what? I'm not gonna go to this McDonald's ever again. You, you should have stuck his head in the bag. You're like, would you eat the shit, <laughs> bruh? I be because because bruh, bruh, I, I swear I be trying to sympathize with these people. Because Lord knows, my first instinct was like, really? Is this what the fuck we do? My first instinct was to get rowdy. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna try because that's my thing. I try not to get rowdy with him. And that threw him off because I tried not to get rowdy with him. So he felt, oh, I can just, you know, I can just push this shit so I can't push it no more. That's when I got, that's when I got like, hold on, you're going to redo this and you're going to redo this right now. Like, right. 
So he was like, oh, shit, this nigga ain't playing, man. Like, you damn right I'm not playing with you. I paid money for this. Because I, I could be condescending, but I don't be condescending to people. So anyway, that's that's like that's one time. That's one time. That's like months ago. So I go in there like last week to get the get. All I wanted was the damn kids meal for Kylie. Huh? We walk in there, and it's a lady in a wheelchair. And then it, okay, it's a lady in the wheelchair. It's nobody in the it's nobody in the drive through. It's a lady in the wheelchair in line, and it's me. And we're standing there, and we're standing there, and the you know the and the, um people that work at McDonald's they just looking at us. So we're looking at them, but ain't nobody at the register. Everybody just standing by the drive through window. So me and the lady looking at each other, and I'm asking her, so how long have you been standing here? She said, I've been here quite a while. She, she didn't say quite a while. She said about quite a while, like 10 minutes. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, we're still just standing there. So we having to, so we just standing there looking at them, looking at us. And then somebody was like, then one, um, one of the people that worked there was like, y'all can go over there, um, um, y'all can go over there and help them. And like, I, they made some remark like, nah, they could just stand there. Some shit they said. I'm like, why they do that? I'm like, why? So, like, I'm like, why they do that? So, I was like, <clears throat> so, me being me, I was like, you know what? You know what? Let me record all y'all just standing here doing nothing. If I can just sit in this, if I can just mail this, if, you know, if I can just mail this off to the proper people that need to see it. Because I'm getting really, I'm getting really tired of this Mirror Lake McDonald's because it's disrespect, It's disrespectful. Like how, like how, like how much, how, like how much of not doing your job or can you do till you, you get, till you get replaced? Cause you, not only were you not doing your job, but you were, you're arrogant and not doing your job. Like you're, you're just open with it. People, I tell you nowadays, they don't care about. They have no morals. They have no values. They don't think about anybody but themselves. Self entitlement. This is. I don't know. At this point, I just shake my head and keep. Moving. Right. I, it's like I'm trying to. I sort of got. I'm trying not to go off on people, but it's like that's the only way people respond to you is if you you get really crazy on them. Right. You know. Then it's gonna be like, oh, you tripping? No, I'm not tripping. I feel like you need to not be out here. This way, the lady was in the. We just try to eat our food, man. Cause I could go somewhere else. I could go to Wendy's. Cause Lord knows Wendy's is way better than McDonald's. <laughs> Chick Fil A way better than McDonald's. Zaxby's way more than McDonald's. So McDonald's, I I pl I tell you right now, you're not getting my business anymore. Mirror Lake, anywhere. Like you're not getting my business anymore. I'm not. I'm. You're not welcome to my dollars anymore because I feel like you don't respect it enough to even respect me enough to take my fucking order when I walk through the damn door. I don't care about the. I don't care about the. You know, you can have an attitude. You be like, "What's up?" You can say, "What's up?" What you What you trying to get? You can say whatever. You can. You can. You can. You can use your lingo however you want to use it, but the still fact still remains that when I come through the door, I expect for I expect to be served. I can understand like if it's a traffic. You know, if you're busy, you're busy, but you don't be busy. You just be standing around, not doing your job, and the managers will let you stand around, not doing their job either. So it's like, I want a fucking apology. How about that? McDonald's, I want a fucking apology. Right. Fuck that. I'm getting old now. I'm getting old. I want to. I said I want to apologize. I'm old now. Cause, cause a young me would have been a young me would have been to whoop somebody's ass. I ain't gonna lie to you. Cause let me walk in somewhere and you don't acknowledge me and I'm trying to buy something. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck. You know what it is. 
First off, fuck your click. Fuck off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. West side when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. But I'd have been in there acting a fool. A younger me? But shit would be flipped over. All kind of crazy shit. Because you know when you're young, you ready. But it's like the older I get, the more I'm trying not to be that. Okay. So it's like, yo, I, I want an apology. That's the only way I'm going back to McDonald's. I want an apology. I get it. I want it. Station. They're, they're cheap. Just looks like it needs a slap. A good slap. Well, he said, um, you jump size on me. Now you about to meet Westbrook. So celebrate with the team. Just know the next time I see you, I'm going to slap the shit out you. Because <laughs> we, can, we can take it there. Like, it's like, if disrespect is what you're searching for, then disrespect is what you find. But trust, trust and believe. I'm from the suburbs. But karate was something that was taught. You know, you know what I really, you know what I really find funny about um, a lot of people that are from the inner city. What's that? Is that they, is that they think everybody from the suburbs don't know how to fight? We can fight. I'm gonna just throw this out there. We can fight way better than y'all can fight, cause y'all motherfuckers be out here fighting people, and it's like y'all think these thirty second fights y'all get into with your little buddies or whatever is a fight. Try me. I took karate. I was boy. I'll, bl I'll block it. I'll block it. I'll give you a 30 second fight. That's what you want? I'll, I'll, bl I'll fuck all your shit up, boy. Hit you in the hit you in that nose real Hit you in that nose real hit I hit you in your nose and hit you in your armpit just to make it feel bad. Just to make it, just to make it think. They probably think they probably think like damn Javar is so great. I'm not a great that's one thing. I'm not honestly I'm not aggressive, but I just don't I just don't like I do not one thing I do not like is when people try to try your masculinity. Cause that's what people from the inner city used to do. Cause I remember I went to um because I went to all black school one time, B. E. Usher, B. E. Usher in Atlanta, Georgia, in Adamsville, Georgia. I think it was more in Bankhead than Adamsville. So we went to school with a lot of people from Bankhead, and you know, I speak in the same dialect when I was younger because we didn't grow you you know, double negatives and shit was things that my mom didn't accept. My mom's basically white. <laughs> and that's <laughs> anyway. So it's like a lot of people used to have a a lot of people used to be like, Oh, you think you better than us because you talk like this and you do like this and you you know, you dress like this and that and the third. It's like not really. So like a lot of people felt that was a need for them to try to try me. And then they'll try it. They'll shoot, you know, they'll, they'll take their swing and get their ass beat. And now it's like, oh, oh, fuck you. You know, now they want to try to jump you. And then that don't work. So, like, they all, they used to, they used to just stay in their feelings. Because they felt they were from the inner city. So, they're tougher than me. Because they from Bankhead Court or whatever. And you, you not from Bankhead Court. You, you live in a house. It's like, but the dude, that don't mean shit. We took, I took, I took proper training. I can whoop you. I can whoop you. As, look, as, as evident, I'm gonna shut the fuck up after this. Cause I, we just sound like some, we just sound like some bullies. I, but I can whoop you. I can whoop you, your brother, your mom, not your mom, not your mom. I can whoop your mom. I can whoop you. I can whoop you, your brother, your, your daddy, your cousin, your goddamn cousin's cousin, your cousin, daddy. I will ball it. We can be ball it at one time, bro. What you want to do? Yo this, <laughs> yo, this one time my brother had got to a fight and this other dude jumped in and they was like, oh, you ain't gonna help your brother? I said, why? They was like, because he fighting two people. I said, okay. And 
my brother whooped one of their ass and then grabbed. He said, my brother whooped one of their ass, grabbed the other one like you want some. You want some too? <laughs> so it's like don't don't play with us people from the suburb. We we'll be we'll be, I don't know about my little brother. I don't know. I don't know or not he could fight. Yo, did I tell did I tell the story on the podcast about the other week when my brother was about to get into a damn fight? No. Outside the fucking house. Don't disrespect my house like that, bro. Mm. It's one thing you can do in like don't disrespect the house I live in. <laughs> First of all, I'm like this nigga is one of the stupid. Okay, so I'm sitting, you know, I'm chilling, I'm chilling or whatever, and I hear this commotion on my porch. What the fuck? It's like eleven o'clock, so I'm like. What the hell? I think I was texting you. So I was like, you know, so I'm like, what's going on? And I go outside and I see all these people outside. I'm like, I know. I was like, I know this fool's not stupid enough to do what I think he out here doing. Because I'm thinking they out there just having a big ass smoke session or some shit. So I go outside and them niggas like, yo, so what's up? You know, what's up? We got our people. You got your people. You know, ain't nobody going to jump in. I'm like, what the fuck going on? So these niggas, these niggas is about to fight. But my little brother, I never see, I don't think my little brother know how to fight. I don't, Cause he never took no karate, he never took no boxing, he never took none of this shit. Or he never got, he, I never seen him fight. So I don't know what's going on. I just know, if you know you can't fight, don't be inviting the crowd to see you fight, nigga. Especially don't invite the crowd to your house. Okay, listen here, Arkham Misfits. If you're going to get into a fight, do not invite the people to the, to the place where you brush your head. That's the stupidest. Sh- Why don't you invite? You could you could invite them down the street. You could invite them to. It's a big ass park. You could invite them to the park. You could invite some invite people anywhere. What what what? Um, Biggie said, "Never sell crack where you stay at." Invite them at the McDonald's. <laughs> Me, yo, they used to have a they used to have this song back in high school called "Meet Me at the Chevron." Cause they were people used to fight at the Chevron McDonald's. You, you can fight them literally anywhere else, but the place where you lay rest your head. Cause they say you do get into this fight, and they say you whoop their ass, right? Now they know where you stay yet, so now they can they can come by with bricks, guns, all type of shit. So now you putting us all. Well, you ain't putting me at risk, cause you you put now you putting them at risk. Cause if they throw a brick through my shit, I'm going after them. So now I'm in jail. Cause I'm gonna, mur- I'm gonna hurt your ass. I'm not gonna murder you. I'm not gonna oh, hurt your ass with the same brick you you. But I'm, a, I might be a psychopath. I might legit be psycho. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you with the same brick you use to throw through the window. I might be a psychopath. I might just be a psychopath. No, I don't think. I, I don't think you say that you're one makes you one. Cause. <laughs> I'm try hard to be one too. Looking like I might be. I'm not now, but for I just don't. I, I'm just, I'm the type of person where I'm so nice to you that I try not to, that way. When the disrespect comes, you you done did enough. You done did enough to build, for it to build up. So when they're out there arguing, when they're out there talking and shit, I'm like, man, y'all. I'm like, ain't nothing, I'm like, ain't none of y'all. I said, ain't none of y'all gonna fight. So shit the fuck up. Cause I know I, I don't know not my little brother can fight. So I'm like, I'm trying to de-escalate the situation. Then this boy gonna go, I bet we do. Like we. I said, I said, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be sarcastic to the somebody can stick a gun in my face. I'm gonna be so damn sarcastic with it, like, oh, so you gonna shoot me now? I go, we? I said we speak French now? 
They didn't, you know, they, they, you know, they dumb. They young and dumb. They about 22, 23. So they don't get the, they don't get the rep. They don't get the, we speak French now reference. You know, we like French, we. So, so I'm like, we, I'm like, we speak French now. He looking stupid. So I'm like, I like, you can look stupid. You want to you, but I was like, if they, I was like, if they get the fight, you jump in it. Everybody getting their ass kicked. They start looking stupid then like oh shit this nigga this little nigga this little nigga go for or this this five foot giant gonna kick some ass Cause they start looking all crazy and then Mike and them just looking at each other and then they get then they start rolling him and Mike and the other dude Mike and the dude start rolling on the ground I'm like these niggas ain't even fight these niggas rolling on the ground I feel felt so fucking embarrassed in my life I'm like nigga is this nigga rolling on the ground <sighs> rolling on the ground, rolling. Not no. I would have. I would have that you more if you got your ass whooped. <laughs> but you rolling on the ground like y'all rolling. I'm like these. I'm like these niggas done stop drop. They rolling like one of them is on fire. And we and they just looking like man, hey yeah, kick it. My my favorite part is the encouragement of the of of, of both their friends. As if this is like a real fight because I'm looking like this is dumb. Yeah, kick his ass, man. Kick his ass, man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, wait, what? Like, that what you talking about? It went world. Could this ain't no fight? This is not a fight. Why this is so funny to me? Because I can just imagine seeing it in y'all's yard. Bruh. <laughs> roll it on the grass. Right? Like y'all dumb man gonna roll down the damn hill. Keep on rolling. Y'all motherfucker gonna roll right into the tree. Like this is like the, the more I think about it, the more it's just like y'all niggas is bro. Oh my God. Like I'm like I don't know or not. He's scared to fight. You scared to fight. Whoever. But what the fuck is up with all this rolling? Why we just a rolling? Rolling on the river. Rolling. What did did? <clears throat> oh my god. Did Tina Turner come on or some shit? <laughs> Man, I feel old right now. <laughs> Big wheels keep on turning. Brown baby, keep on rolling, 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 rolling on the river. Like that, that shit felt like, like what the fuck is going on? Can we get some awkward notes for this kid? Awkward. It our, it got. It got awkward the moment we started the podcast. No, it didn't. We we the first. She didn't get look that that went over your head. We the awkward minority podcast. The moment I said welcome to the awkward minority podcast, it got weird. <laughs> it's funny because we started this podcast episode with the with the simple fact that we have nothing to talk about. I know, right? But you know what? We love our awkward misfits, and this is what we do. <laughs> we always got something to talk about because we always got something to say. Right. Like, uh, better speak now before you become unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, awkward now. 
Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail. It is where you ask for advice and we give it to you. If you would like to send in some questions for next week's awkward mail, feel free to email us. That is jvaris at planetofthesandcorn.com. That is J-A-V-A-R-I-S at planetofthesandcorn, S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. Or if you would like to email Lady Godiva, that is Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That is G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg.com. What do we have today? All right. This one is voice based, and the person says, so this is a bit of a long story, but I'll try to keep it short and sweet. I'm currently a junior in college as a vocal performance major. I had my junior recital scheduled for this coming weekend on Sunday, but as of this morning, it was canceled by my voice coach. Small things have added up to the point where I can no longer do it. My voice coach emailed me before another class of mine and told me that due to me being sick for a week, missing class, not being as communicative as I could be, et cetera, et cetera, I can't go on to have my recital. I read the email and was in disbelief. I called her immediately and confronted her about it. Apparently, the whole department met and decided that it was best for it to be canceled, and it wasn't just her choosing. I am hurt. I feel embarrassed. And I feel ashamed of letting my family, friends, and the faculty down. I asked her to come to college to meet me and talk more, and I met her with immediate defense. I took it all personally, and the whole situation could have been handled a little better by her in all honesty. That aside, I'm at a place now where I need to deal with my crippling depression. I've been on meds since freshman year of college and nothing has truly worked. I've been diagnosed with major depression, but I feel it's not being treated well with my meds. I've tried a few things and psychotherapy to no avail. I want my life back. I want to be successful and I want to care about music. I want to be motivated to do things I love. But I feel my joy is withered away so quickly. I'm so hurt and feel broken right now. When I found out, I wanted to run away. I wanted, I want to not run into any of my friends or professors. I couldn't hardly look my voice coach in the eye. I didn't want to be in the music building. I wanted to try and prove myself. I can't find the bridge that is missing between me wishing for my effort to be there and it's just not being there. I feel as though I would be grabbing at weight for something that is just not there. I want to succeed, but I genuinely cannot find the path to get me in the right direction. Sorry if I repeated myself, but in short, does anyone have any advice for me? I am seeking my psychiatrist tomorrow and getting the meds addressed but how can I make myself excited and motivated to sing and get myself back on track? The rug was ripped from underneath my feet and I was barely standing before all of this happened. The recital was something I was eager for and I feel I've put, put a lot of effort into it only for it to be canceled. Please help me. I feel so low and I can't go on like this. I feel like I want to cry. You or the person? No, me. Okay. What makes you want to cry? 
because um, a lot of this is like the kind of thing where it's like invisible pain, where you know when you look at the person, you think they're they're hundred percent okay, but inside they're screaming, you know, for help, or inside they're really like numb and. They don't even realize that they're numb until something, for example, like this happens. You know, the recital. It was something that she, um, she or he. I'm sorry, I don't know which gender. I don't think uh, the person said, but um, they were excited about it. They wanted to be there, but I think depression kind of held them back. And it's not a joke. You know, it really isn't a joke. This, this world is filled with depressed people. And I think the main element of love, love is missing in their life. Um, but what, what is your take on it? I mean, my take is your take. It's like you, um, you gotta, you gotta go see somebody about your depression because it's obviously getting to the point where it's crippling your life because a lot of us have depression, but it doesn't interfere with our day-to-day process. But yours is interfering with your day-to-day process because it didn't allow you to be able to step into the zone of doing a recital. They end up taking you off the recital because you're too busy. And I don't say, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I'm just saying what it is. You're too busy battling your depression to have time to do the recital or to rehearse or show the show, show the class or whatever. So you gotta go get it fixed. You gotta, I don't wanna say fixed. You gotta go get it seen about because maybe getting it out in the open will help and people, professionals could help you get through it. That way you'll be able to do the recital because I imagine that you already put a lot of time into it. So not being able to do it puts you more further into the depression because you have to identify that you have depression as a problem and you have to also not look at other people like, oh, they should know I'm fucking depressed because the way it comes off when you're like, she could have handled it better is you not taking accountability that you need help. The woman does not know what you're going through if you do not let them know what you're going through. And even if you are going through something, they still have to do what's in the best interest of everybody because you got to think about it. I don't, and I don't, I don't mean the, the, the jump on you or nothing, but if you're spending all your time curled up in a ball, these people don't know that. So they're waiting on you at the school and you're, you're, you're at home. So they're wasting their time waiting on you, but you're going through something that you're not vocally saying to anybody. So they just think you're blowing them off. So if I was them too, I would counsel it as well because I don't know what you, people don't know what you're going through unless you tell them. So if you were to tell them, then they're like, okay, you know, we can work with you. We can say, see what we can do, you know, try to try to work through this. But if you don't vocalize it to them, then they can't help you because they don't know what's going on. I can't, I can't give, somebody can't give you food if they don't know you're starving. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get where you're coming from too. And it does make sense because you know, if there's no communication, we're never going to resolve anything. But on, on the other hand, you know, this thing that you're dealing with, you have to know, you have to look at it as something um, that you have to find inner strength to, 
fight. I, it sounds easier. It's, a, it's easier said than done. I know that. But um, seeing a psychiatrist is is okay. But I feel like psychiatrists are like a, a, a crutch in a sense. Like these medicines that they prescribe is just to numb you. It does not take the depression out of you. You have to find the strength inside of you to get it out of you. Because right now, the, the depression itself is not you. You don't label yourself as a depressed person. That is, that is a spirit that's on you, that's a depressed and negative, low, vibrant uh, spirit. You have to get it off of you. And you already know that your um, voice is your escape. So if you could do little things like maybe a few minute videos or um, sing your heart out by yourself in the room, cry if you need to, just let it out. Do not keep it inside. Um, you know, I, I hate to say that it's a waste of time to go to psychiatrist because I don't know, I'm not in that profession, but I can imagine that um, the, the medicines are not going to help you. you got to find a different way. you got to find a, um, a new diet. Um, not saying that you're big. I don't know what your physique looks like, but just, you know, find better alkaline-based food to eat to help you. Um, at least elevate your energy and um, take vitamins and drink more water. Um, keep a journal. That should help. That should help a lot, you know, so that when you do make progress, you can look back and be like, I did it. And I really helped myself get out of it. Because like, you know, Jesus Shuttlesworth said, no one's going to know that you have a problem unless you voice it. And the fact that your voice is your escape, use it to the best of your ability. And maybe it's a sign that that recital was canceled, not so much to hurt you personally, but maybe it's like a wake-up call. Like, okay, well, maybe it's a sign that I need to work on myself first, then when I am truly ready, I will go out for the world to hear my voice. And nothing is wrong with that. Because with the right timing, all of it will connect. And it will be fine. Um, best of luck to you. And if you need someone to talk to, please email one of us. It's okay. We have the time. And even if we don't, we will make time for you. Um, don't want you to feel alone. You know, it, it's hard out here. I get it. And the fact that you're ju a junior in college says a lot. You, you've done well so far. So don't be too hard on yourself. You have one more year to go, I think, you know, and just um, take baby steps. Those baby steps count. Yeah, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. And just know y'all got the April seventh seventh to get y'all shit together. <laughs> that serious Akamel kind of fucked up my whole mood. 
Not in a bad, not in a bad way. I'm just saying, cause I so was about to yell. I so was about to yell. Facts. <laughs> Yo, this is good shit. I like. I'm sorry. I like rap. I like rap. I just enjoy rap. <laughs> and I love our podcast. Like, I, was, I think. I, I think Kendrick. I. I think Kendrick Lamar is legit the epitome of our podcast because we're aggressive for no reason. <laughs> Cause I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, I always somebody fucking somebody up. <laughs> no, we have a reason. <laughs> niggas is cause niggas is cause niggas is fake rich, bitches is fake bad, blacks that act white, whites that do the dab. Donald Trump is a chump. Know how we feel, punk. Tell them that God's coming and Russia needs a replay button. Nigga, man, I just like man, I'm sorry. I just I just like I just don't like Kumbaya my lord shit. I'm sorry, like I'm not saying you gotta walk around being aggressive, but I really hate those. Ass, I, I hate ass, and y'all know what I'm talking about when I say this. I hate ass kissing. We don't kiss ass around here. If we fuck with you, we fuck with y'all. It's no different over on this side. Like we don't fake it. We don't. We don't do that kumbaya whole hands stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't tiptoe. Don't tiptoe around our name. No, I'm just playing. Yo, I really hate when people start a podcast, uh, start a new podcast or whatever, and want to name it some variation of us, and then follow us on Twitter. Like, don't get your feelings hurt. I'm just saying, like, um, what they say, um, copying somebody's the, the sincerest form of flattery, but fuck, f- f- keep on. <laughs> Okay. I got two. I got two. I got two O's from M. Not for real though. No, for real. For real. Don't try to copy. You can co- don't copy our style. Don't try. Try to beat. You can't beat us. The whole game is mad, Daddy. It's sad, Daddy. My only advice: go and get that bag, Daddy. We beating up on niggas. Why the CO watching? Turn t- tables, turn lessons learned. Y'all don't fuck with us. No, seriously, stop. St- don't, don't, don't cop out style, bro. I really don't like that. I just don't like that. Cause our fans can't wait for us to sun your punk ass, crush your whole little shit. This nigga said crush your whole little. He didn't, call, he didn't say your whole shit. He said crush your whole little shit. We'll be pun your punk ass. You scared little bitch. Tiptoeing around our name. You lame. And when we get at you, homies, don't try to act like it's a game. I like aggression. I'm sorry. I like aggression. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't know. Don't be sorry. Us people, okay. us, people from the sur- us people from the suburbs, we like aggression because it's so quiet out here. Cause shut the fuck up. You sound like the last nigga I know. Might end up like the last nigga I know. Oh, you don't want to crash, nigga? I know. <laughs> put the what say? Put the foot on the gas, head on the floor. Hop out before the vehicle crash. I'm on a roll. Oh, nigga, what the fuck? This, this nigga said, "Put my feet on the gas, head on the floor." 
Hopping out before the vehicle crash. I'm on a roll. Yelling one, two, three, four. That's when the beat changed. Queen goes, I'm on a roll. Yelling one, two, three, four, five. I am the greatest rapper, Eli. So damn, so damn great, motherfucker. I died. What you're hearing now is a paranormal vibe. Niggas, niggas said house on the hills, house on the beach, nigga. A condo in Compton. I'm still in reach, nigga. I'm fresh out of water. I'm about to breach, nigga. I'm a five foot giant. Woke up out of my sleep, nigga. <laughs> Kendrick motherfucking Lamar. This a good shit. Nigga. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh, God. Okay, anyway, but yeah, seriously. We would like to thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of the Aqua Minority Podcast. If you are a variation of the Aqua Minority Podcast, I sincerely suggest that you stop because we do not like fakers. They know who the real is. Y'all motherfuckers out here looking like Pepsi. We Coca-Cola, baby. Imitation would not be tolerated for longer. I'm just going to say that. Good night. Good night.